Welcome to the Equip and Ignite podcast, powered by Bill Glass Ministries. Since 1969, God has used Bill Glass Ministries to impact people from all walks of life with the gospel. Whether through evangelism training, at a citywide crusade or prison evangelism event, or just in daily life, God has connected so many people together through this ministry and the power of the good news. While just a scratch of the surface, these are some of those stories. After listening to each episode, we hope you feel encouraged, equipped, and ignited. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Equip and Ignite podcast, powered by Bill Glass Ministries. I'm Kit Van Arsdale. For this episode, I sat down with John Bell and Warren Turner. They make up the energetic, engaging, entertaining, comedic, dance, rap duo known as Madness. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Tell us who you are as as a platform guest. Well, man, that's some history right there. Very much. (laughs) So, in 1986, I'm just playing, it's not not that far back. In 2009, I moved here to help out. uh, Just new as a believer, and I wanted to help out. So I I I followed this guy to Texas and came to Waxahachie, and uh, I had like three people in the youth group, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were just how I pictured Texans to be. Cowboy boots, straw coming out of the mouth. They're like, you don't know you, pastor? And I was like, yes. I <laughs> uh, wasn't really familiar with country music and country life. But uh, decided, like, we need to get some more youth in this, in this place. We need to get some more youth connected to Jesus. So... Of course, my background was in dancing and hip-hop and breakdancing, so I asked around and said, Hey, is there any dance crews in Waxahachie? Preferably not line dancing like country, but like a hip-hop dance group. So this lady that went to our church owned a gym for gymnasts and stuff like that. And she said, You know what? There's actually this uh, crew called Fusion 8, and they practice in the back. I said, Well, what time do they practice? I would love to meet them all. And so she told me. So I did what any rational youth pastor would do (laughs) i went there to battle i put on my armor of god my beats by dre and i just did it i went into that practice and you know the awkward times in life when the music just stops and everyone looks at you that's what it felt like i think i was the only white guy in the room yep and so they just kind of looked at me like are you lost you know, bumpkin. And I was like, what? I'm not lost. I'm here because I'm looking for you guys. And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, well, here's the deal. I want to battle all of you right now. And uh, so I'm like, well, and there's one guy. I'm like, whoa, 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 put away your knife. I don't mean like real battle. I mean like a dance battle. (laughs) Really got to clarify nowadays this culture. So anyway, we, we did a dance battle. I said, all of you guys go, then I'll go. And we'll get the lady that owns the gym to let us know who the winner is. And if you guys win, I'll give you some cash money. And I'll help you guys with your backup dancing and stuff and try to get connections for that. But if I win, you have to come to my youth group and just kind of stay there. We're having a big dance competition event coming up. And you guys have to go. You guys got to dance there and, and, and all that. So, you know, they didn't expect much. As when most people look at me, they don't expect a whole lot. Nope, um, not at all. Yeah, you know, maybe like a jelly roll. And, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so I uh, we turned on the music. They did their stuff. They were dancing, and then and then I went, 
And then we asked, you know, the judge, uh, we said, hey, who won the battle? And, you know, I won the battle. And uh, there's still many thousands of critics to this day that challenge this decision uh, because is it my fault that the lady that owned the gym happened to go to my church? I don't know. I don't know the rules of these kinds of things. <laughs> it was rigged from the beginning. That's just – it was rigged. So basically I won and out of their the, – out of the Fusion 8, I got the divided four. So I think four, four <laughs> out of the eight came to the youth group. And I think out of those four – Two really kind of stuck around, and then one became someone who I mentored and became like, you know, a spiritual brother to me, and that's Warren who's sitting right here. So he might have a little different version, but that's how it's coming across in my brain. So here's Warren on uh, kind of his, I guess, how it happened. Basically, we have this nerdy white guy coming up here. With me and my group, okay, we were like the only dance crew in town, so we were traveling, performing, competing all over Dallas. So we kind of got a little big headed because we didn't, we thought we could, you know, take John on. But out of everybody in the group, I was the one that was more versatile in different styles. Um, so I kind of got kind of over cocky a little bit, and then I got shut down once he started spinning on his head. I couldn't handle that because I can't break dance yet. Well, back then I couldn't, I can now a little bit. Um, but I'm glad that happened, um, cause now because of that, I'm doing more than some of my old dance members are cause they're still stuck in their old ways, not doing much with their dancing. Whereas for me, I'm actually doing something with a purpose and being an influence to those who come to see what I do or hear the things that I have to say. And I'm just glad to share my talent with other people who need the encouragement to come out of their own shell and their own gifting to make themselves better as well as being encouragement to others. Yeah. So so how how long after uh, John whipped y'all uh, did y'all take your talents and put them together and become and begin using them for ministry? Well you know, Kit, what is chocolate cake without vanilla frosting, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? What's 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 a s'more without chocolate and the marshmallow? So <laughs> the reality. All right, the second one was so, way better than the first yeah, one. <laughs> Chocolate cake with vanilla frosting. What is that? Like, I know that's weird. Never had that. See, it seems hard at first, but when you start putting more pairs together, it makes sense, right? You know, like a chocolate chip cookie, except for the chocolate chips are vanilla chocolate. Like what? Wait. So uh, no, anyway, white, <laughs> white chocolate. So what happened vanilla is, chocolate? like, you got that. I got this. It was like peanut butter and jelly when they met for the first time. It was like, this makes sense. You do this, I do this. And I had been a part of like other dance crews that were, you know, of the world. And like I said, Warren's whole life has changed and it's been awesome. So uh, once we met, we, we, would, we started creating routines, dancing together. And we had this lady from our church. And she, in 2009, was a front receptionist for Bill Glass. And so, um, and it's crazy because we lost contact and she just recently started coming back uh, to our church. And so we just actually had this conversation the other day. So she knew that I did, you know, dancing and, and rapping and all that kind of stuff. And she said, you know what? I have an idea. Um, they usually have athletes, but I have this really good idea. I think you guys would be really good for it. I go, let's do it. And so in 2009 or so, um, she got a hold of, of Bill Glass and the team and said, hey, I'd like to set this up. So 
Warren and I were like, hey, let's, uh, let's create some routines and let's do this. We have a heart to reach people for Jesus and know the power he's had and impact he's had on our life. And mm-hmm. man, that sounds awesome. So I think one of our first events, actually, we were scheduled to go to a youth facility, youth facility mm-hmm. and a gas line broke. So they sent us to the women's facility. And um, it's crazy what God did in that unit, I'm telling you. The spirit of joy in that place. They had this girl, I think they called her Big B, and she just sat in her bed. She didn't do anything. She was grumpy. Even the officers were like, don't mess with this girl. And I'm telling you, the spirit of joy came in that place. By the end of this thing, we had a soul train with Big B doing the worm in the middle of the dance floor. It was great. One of the security (laughs) guards was literally crying like this is that she hadn't seen the spirit move like that. And so... Uh, from then on, uh, I think we only did like two events, and then I moved back to Spokane, and we lost contact with Bill Glass and Ministry. Mm-hmm. And so I had moved, and it's funny because I moved back three years later, and then now like five or six years had gone by without doing anything with Bill Glass. So we just did two or three events, and it was like uh, I moved back, and I was just praying in my office. Um, I came back to Texas to help the youth group again. And uh, was praying and just felt like God said, you, you need to reach out. So I was like, man, they're not going to remember us. They're not. But I felt like God told me to, to reach out. So I reached out. And sure enough, the other front desk lady was like, wait, are you that black guy, that white guy that did the hip hop and the dancing and stuff? <laughs> I was like, that's us. Uh, and that was like four years ago, maybe. And we've been doing, um, I think we've now helped with over. Um, We're almost at 50. Almost 50 events, over 100 units. And, uh, you know, now as a senior pastor of my church, I use every opportunity I have to tell everybody to go to prison. In a good um, way. Yeah, yeah, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and plus, what senior pastor doesn't like to preach on Sunday morning? Like, you'll never believe where I just got out of today. It definitely spices up the first time visitors. Gets them every time. May or may not get a connect card after a statement like that. <laughs> uh, so we've been doing events now, like I said, and it's been it's been amazing. It's been a blessing. It's been a journey, and we're excited for when this whole COVID blows over uh, to get back to that journey, mm-hmm. as I'm sure all of you out there are as well. So excited for that. So like during the time when um, John was gone, I was actually going through my own journey. Um, I was already growing because of him through my dancing, but now. I was getting more into music and making music that way. So I did have a fallback um, making music the wrong way. And during this time, I was going to have a newborn nephew. And I thought to myself, if I keep making music this way and I become famous out of it, what message am I going to be sending to him as he's growing up looking up to me? And in my heart, I knew that I could do better with my music. I just didn't know how to do better. So we got to the point where I was like, you know what? I got to be more motivational with this. I got to be more positive because the world is already has enough trouble as it is. So what can I do to just do my part to make it a little bit better? And of course, music has a big influence in everybody. No matter what you're listening to, it can be good or bad music. It's, it's going to affect you one way or another. Sure. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to try something different, go out of my comfort zone. I'm going to do some Christian rap, and I made one song. The first song I made was called Call of Duty, which is based off the armor of God. And then from there, that's when things just started clicking with me. I started making more music in different ways, becoming more of a storyteller um, with music to 
actually reach people to make them feel like they're knowing a part of me as well as it reflects them as well because we all go through similar situations in life same feelings different situations it's a roller coaster in life and because of that now both my niece and my nephew are fans of my music they're repeating it every time i see them they're always asking me to play it for them and not only that it, it also leaves an imprint on those who reach in the prisons as well now um, i remember at one point in my life i was feeling like i wasn't getting anywhere with my music because i wanted to do um more traveling and performing so I was kind of down in the dumps about that thinking oh our music wasn't impacting people and a year later we go back to a facility that we did and a kid brought us a note and on that note it had one of my lyrics to one of my songs which was from Call of Duty and right then I knew I felt you know what I was blind because I was thinking that my music wasn't touching anybody the way I wanted it to, but it really is. Even though I'm not seeing it, I believe now that it is impacting others, even though I'm not around to see it personally. But I have the faith that it is impacting and reaching those who hear it, no matter where they are. So yeah. I, so when we come back to that, um, when he came back, we started getting back into the prisons. We started combining different elements with the dancing and the music. And now we're going to be making songs together. So we're coming up with more and more things to make um, what we do for God better. To make sure, you know, everybody gets that um, spiritual guidance and that touch that they need to see their soul set free. I remember when Warren gave his heart to Jesus. And I think there's something out there that, that people got to realize, too, is that, you know, when you give your heart to Jesus... Um, when you when you just focus on him, not focusing on religion and things like that, when you just focus on Jesus and say, like, God, I see what you've done in my life, you naturally have that inclination, that mm-hmm. that drawing where he's like, hey, I want you to use your gifts and talents for me. So Warren, I remember when he gave his heart to the Lord, and it was, it was one of those things where it wasn't, it was beautiful because it wasn't religious. It was relational. It was like, man, Jesus came into my heart, and now I want the music to line up with who I am now. And, you know, so many times people get confused about Christianity. It's not a religion of men. You don't try not to sin and not try to make mistakes out of religion, but out of your relationship with Jesus that, you know, seeking Him first, all the other things, they, they, they come into play. And uh, and so that's that's one of the big things you know, about him and his music. But now to some of the events that I think are, you know, I think you'd have to you give me a category. Okay, let's start with funny. Okay, funny. Uh, there's a bunch of those, but, but yeah, probably the funniest one is one of the yards we were at. I can't remember which one. Warren and I, if we can, we like to do an interactive dance battle and see what kind of talent oh. <laughs> lies in these facilities. Uh and at this particular talent pool, the average age of the two contestants was probably around 120 apiece. <laughs> uh, we had Methuselah versus Noah. I oh. mean, it it got weird. Very. And <laughs> so we're out there in the yard. They have a trailer or a truck trailer or something for the stage. Some of the guys were playing basketball out there, weightlifting, and... Slowly, people just 
are coming in to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on over there? So, this guy, um, you ever, like, think about, like, say you've planned this family trip and you go to this cave and, like, you think about someone that hasn't gotten a haircut in, like, ever and they got lost and, like, what year is it? That's who we had as one of the contestants. You know, he just kind of was like, but he, he was cool. He was cool. So the first guy goes and does his stuff, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm a man of faith. I'm praying for no broken hips. Uh, no one's wearing a life alert. I mean, I'm praying that no one gets seriously injured, even like unto death. Yes. Um, Would he like break out the Charleston or something? Oh. But after the you'll, presentation, you'll see, you'll see. if something happens, at least we know where they're going. So anyway. <laughs> So, what happened was the dude, the first guy, he starts dancing, and it is so bad Mm. that everyone at this point is leaving the basketball courts and the weight stations, and they're all, like, rushing to see this dance battle. So, but the dude ends his session on taking off his shirt and waving it around his head like it was a helicopter. At that point, we cut the music. Uh-oh. You know what I mean? Here it comes. Uh, and then <laughs> contestant number two, Methuselah. Uh, I don't know his name. I was using a name just because, you know, for the sake of an anonymity. However you say that, anonymous. But... Anonymity. Anyway, so the next guy goes and we're thinking, what could be better than what just happened? And boy, did the next guy top that. No pun and intended. he starts taking off his standard issued Crocs, his shirt, socks, every piece of clothing. I'm looking at the parole officer going, at what point <laughs> do you point? blow the whistle? <laughs> <laughs> so then the pants start coming down. And I went, man, I'm stopping the music. Yep. And But by the time this got done... Everybody was laughing, and it set up perfectly when, I think it was, um, yeah, Miss Sandy Fado gets on there, and, oh yeah, I mean, it would just, it went from, like, super high laughter, and then you could just tell that every one of those guys' hearts was, was, was being spoken to, mm. and there was a huge uh, response for the Lord. So, the funny turned into awesome. Tell me about some experiences you've had from the spiritual aspect of what y'all do. So I think anytime you choose to go to war, because you're you're fighting over something that's all of heaven literally says they celebrate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't say all of hell, heaven celebrates when someone's healed or someone's gets a new car. It says all of heaven celebrates one time, and that's when someone's soul is gets to be eternally with the Father. Like mm-hmm. that's the celebratory thing. So anytime you're going to war for that soul. Goodness gracious, the enemy's attacks mm-hmm. on the... And, and Kit knows. He's he's over there amening right now. That's right, amen. Like, so just the attacks that happen on... It's it's almost like if you work in the tech department in a church, something will go wrong. Your internet's going to... Something, something's going to go wrong. So on these events, we've seen so many mm-hmm. attacks happen on the teammates, um, you know, flat tires or... You know, just there's so many to list of what happens, and it's like 
it's a spiritual battle and it's the ultimate battle because it's for someone's soul. It's for, you know, even if it's just one, how much God would do even for just the one. And so we've seen even attacks on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, one for me being that uh, literally after our Friday night training, I had the worst headache, migraine. And I don't really experience migraines and stuff, so I just felt horrible. And there come James and Terrence. Terrence. Terrence, Terrence and James Gatta. They came up to my room, and they're like, hey, Chocolate told us Vanilla was down, and we're here <laughs> to pray for you. They laid hands on me, and literally, Jesus morning. healed me. Yeah. Like, I, I was I was up, ready to go. It was incredible. So, um, because, you know, what we all have to realize is you don't fight alone. We fight, mm-hmm. it's an army. It's not an army of one. It's an army of all of us. Mm-hmm. And so we have each other's back. So spiritually, man, the attacks... Um, and once you, you know, the Bible says over and over, stand, resist the enemy, and he will flee from you. So when you withstand the attacks, he flees, and then you see the results of what happens. And it's like my spirit, every time I get the call or the text message from Kit and the team about the results, my heart leaps and my soul mm-hmm. leaps because I, you see the fruit from the battle, you know, because... You know, you it's and so my church even. I remember I told my church the results of one of the events. I'm like, if you golf clap one more time, I said I want a celebratory. You know, we should be screaming more than you know the Cowboys winning a Super Bowl if that ever happens. We should be we should be celebrating. So that's probably one of my favorite parts spiritually is is enduring the battle and then seeing the results after the battle happens. Oh, something similar with me. Um, I remember we were doing a unit and it was like so scorching hot outside to where our shoes were melting on the blacktop. Now, knowing how I am in the summertime, I get really, I get heat exhaustion really bad. So at some point I will pass out in really, really hot heat. And we were staying hydrated, but I felt like my body was getting ready to shut down. So I was just like sitting in a chair and just praying like, God, just give me the strength to get through this, not just for me, but just to do your work and just to see lives being safe because it's not about me it's about you and what you can do for these um souls that are locked behind the bars so i was determined to get through this thing and i like once everything was done i felt fine you know because i didn't let my own mindset of how i know my body reacts to the weather I didn't let that get to me. I kept my eyes on the prize. I kept my eye on Jesus and God and knowing that they were here for a reason. They brought us here for a reason. And, you know, God's not going to put you through something that you can't handle. So I obviously knew I could handle the heat because um, I was staying hydrated. He was watching over me with that one. You can see heat waves coming off of my body. Like, that's how hot I was. I think I was wearing black, too, so that didn't really help. Um, so black on black. Not you always wear black. Every day, 24-7, but that's beside yeah. the point. Um, but the point of that is you know no matter what you're going through no matter what circumstances there's always going to be somebody behind you to pray for you and give you the strength you need to see you through any situation that's going to happen with john he had a prayer team praying over him Um, when he was feeling bad with me i went to god and i had people praying over me because they knew I was about to pass out. So they were praying for me as well. They were watching over me because they knew that I was not going to make it, but they I made it. Yeah, there's just so many good stories. <laughs> there's like so and cool. there's times, remember that one unit where it was like, you sense the anger in this one guy, oh. and it was just like, 
so angry. And if you've seen our routine, we literally start out with the hokey pokey. So when you have a 34-year-old man doing this dumb grin from ear to ear and he starts out with the hokey pokey at 8 in the morning on a Saturday, you know what I mean? It just was like, it just felt like, man, I, I know there's breakthrough. And our one of our routines is 10 minutes long. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, and we always see this progression from like, what are you doing in here? And sometimes maybe feeling angry to by the end of it, it's like joyful, you know, excited. You know, I remember an event where we didn't have enough teammates, and Warren and I got to be teammates right after we got done. That was beautiful, too, because I uh, met a couple of guys and added them to my personal prayer uh, journal of people I pray for. And um, so I love when that happens, too. Yeah, or the youth one, man. I mean, there's just, it's just, it's beautiful. And you don't really know until you go. So, you which know. is my next question. So, somebody, you run into somebody that's a believer. And uh, as you know, being especially you being a pastor, you know that most people don't share no. uh, or have never been successful in sharing, successful from a human mindset of sharing. What do, you, what, do you, what do you tell people about Bill Glass? How do you encourage them to, to be involved with what we do? What I love about Bill Glass is that even in the Christian world, okay, our Bible has, doesn't have this one word in it, denomination. It's not in the Bible. And you'll go to a Bill Glass event, and you'll see several expressions of the body of Christ. I mean, I remember one event, there was a hundred and something churches represented. Mm-hmm. represented. Because of that, like, when, if you've never just shared the gospel, and the gospel is not how many people that you think you can squeeze into a Sunday morning time slot at 10.30 because you're offering free pizza. That's not ministry. That's not the, sharing the good news of the gospel. That's trying to get someone to your church. And church is not a building. Church is you and me, and it's the body of Christ and introducing people to the head of that body, which is Jesus. Like, that's sharing the gospel. So I think a lot of people can get confused on what the gospel is. It's not trying to pack out your church with as many friends that you can invite. It's simply just sharing about the good news of the gospel. And so what I love about Bill Glass is that's exactly what they do. It doesn't matter where you go to church. It doesn't matter if you're a Baptist, non-denominational Lutheran, Methodist, Presbyterian, AG, you're down with G-O-D, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. So lots of that, and then, um, you know, the perception out there is that, oh, jail, that's a scary place to be. To have 48 years, no incidents, it's the safest place you can be. And it's a place that they're ready to receive the good news of the gospel, because these guys have had nothing but bad news mm-hmm. in their life. So they're so ready and excited for this good news. And what I've noticed in my own church, if you're a pastor out there, is that the ones that have gone with us on these events are now doing exactly what we all should be doing all along. And that is they are not afraid to share the gospel and share their story and to get more confident in it. You know, so definitely tell everyone to go because once you go, you're going to keep going. And not even in prison, you'll keep. Then you'll share the gospel at work, at your school, with your job, gas station, everywhere. Definitely, you'll go to a gym where a bunch of kids are practicing hip hop and you'll uh, challenge here we them. <laughs> <laughs> now, in my experience, um, so the way people like they see prison as like rioting and killings every day and things like that, um, but Hollywood has made it so bad on the screen that it scares people because they don't really know how. It really is. Now, honestly, when I first started going to Bill Glass, I was skeptic about that. I was one of those people who saw so many movies that it was actually going to be like that in the prisons. But once I actually did the first one, 
I had calmed down a bit. I actually had a different view and perspective of how it is. They're just people who just made bad choices who got caught and just looking for some right direction. Mm. You know, like any one of us could have been in that same situation, but we didn't get caught or we had people come in our lives at the right time and steer us in the right direction. Mm -hmm. As I said earlier, um, I went to this Christian lounge in Arlington where there's a bunch of like art rappers, singers, poets, um, painters who share their gifts, you know, tell their own story before they do anything. So I was telling them a little bit about Bill Glass as well, like what I was doing before the corona happened and things like that. And after I got through, you know, doing one of the songs, I had someone come up to me and ask me, how do I get involved with that? And it's because before we even went inside, we were talking and he told me that he does street ministry and he wanted to do something more. I'm like, dude, you got to come to build glass with us and see how it is because it's really life-changing not just for you but for those you come in contact with so i actually got his information and he's willing to go with us you know once we start up again great it's all about getting out of your comfort zone and doing things that you wouldn't expect yourself to do i'm an example of that and because of that i love going every time i'm excited to go i'm ready to see what happens the talent that's in there the smiles the tears because seeing that firsthand brings something in me and it gives me more hope and more faith to know that God is working even more than just what we're doing with what we can see with our own eyes. It's just the little things that count that will have a big impact in the life in the long run. Any closing thoughts? So I would say final thoughts is that when you think about church, and I don't know why this is on my heart to share, but I just feel like it is. Church, it's not a Sunday program that is for you as a self-help guide. When God created and established his church and he established the tabernacle, the priest would go in there and he would minister unto the Lord. And so, you know, we as the body of Christ, you know, our position as the church is to minister unto the Lord, not to find somewhere that we're so comfortable because they have every buffet of ministry that we could possibly have, but God wants the body to be 100% active and working. Everyone has their roles and their gifts, and that's you, everyone listening to this. You have your talents and your gifts, and he gave them to you for the body, for the rest of everybody else. And so I think there's a shift happening overall right now in the church, and people are realizing that church is not this place that's for you. That you come in, sit down, don't get to know anybody, but hear a good word, and then you leave, and then you wait till the next Sunday. But it is a active, living, breathing organism, and the church is all of us using and activating our gifts, you know, together. And Bill Glass is part of that, and it's beautiful because mm-hmm. church is not a building, church is not an address, church is you and me. It's two or more gathered in the name of Jesus. And so Bill Glass is great because it gets your thinking right. It doesn't get you trapped into the 501c3, this church, that church. It's like we come together as the capital C church and we say, man, you're a believer, I'm a believer, this is great. Because we can link up and link arms on the fact that it's all about Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so that's the beauty because I'm preaching every Sunday that, you know, church is Monday through Saturday. You know, Sunday is our gathering together to share what's been going on Monday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to get out of the Super Bowl Sunday mindset and get into this this arena that says my faith and myself are not s- separable. I 
like me and my faith. It's my faith is not something I can hide in my own head, my own mind, and I only let it out Sunday for two hours. Or if you're of another denomination, maybe five hours. Um, <laughs> and if you're really mature, a Wednesday nighter. Like you know what I mean? It's not just for those times, but learning how to to not compartmentalize it, but to let it out. Like you, like it's no longer we who live, right? But Christ that lives in us. So mm-hmm. just. In everything we do, letting that kind of free flow. Warren? For those of you who are kind of scared to share your faith or don't really know how to go about it, one of my biggest things is gifting, you know. And so I found out how to use my gifting that way, which is through music. So whatever your gifting is, base your gifting off of any scripture, any favorite scripture that you have. And if you're a singer, write a song about it. Let someone hear it. If you're a painter, paint a picture that replicates what that scripture means. Because even something that they see or hear will plant something in itself. And even that alone is your own way of sharing the gospel to those who don't really know who Jesus is. It's just a matter of coming out of your comfort zone and taking that first step. And then once you do, God will take you the rest of the way in guiding your hand and your words and your heart to make you more comfortable with that because you know when you're too comfortable you lose your way in things but once you get into an uncomfortable situation that's when the holy spirit starts to lead you in saying the right things and doing the right things so just take that small step in doing what you love to do best and use that to make somebody's day better because i guarantee you it it only takes one to make somebody's day better or even just make their whole life better in that instant yeah. Okay, so this is the last, last thing. <laughs> he says that. This is the last, last thing I'm going to say. And that is support the ministry. Support this ministry. And there's several ways you can do that. And don't don't worry, Kit's not holding a, a, sh- a, a shiv to my side to make me say this to you. I'm telling you because it's important. Support the ministry. Here's three ways you can do that. With your time. Give some of your time to the ministry. Call them up. Ask what you can do. Give some time by spreading the word out about um, maybe something they're doing on social media or these podcasts or the videos or an event that's coming up. Share. So so take some time and give it to the ministry. Second way is your talent, right? So you all have gifts for the body. Figure out how you can use what God gave you to help support in the ministry, whether your local church or with Bill Glass and behind the walls. The third thing is obviously what, what everyone's uncomfortable to talk about, but it's money. Because it does take money to put these events on. That's just it. But you cannot put a price on a soul, especially when all of heaven is rejoicing. Mm-hmm. And you look at what God has done throughout the Bible. Um, I, I think of in the book of Acts, you know, Philip was an apostle doing his thing. And God stops his huge, like his ministry, it was blowing up. You know, he was it was blowing up and it was like he could have been, you know, he was like the, I'm not going to use names because I don't offend people, but he was like the big preacher ministry of that day. He was like, you know, it was it, man. He was he was preaching. And then God stopped all that and said, man, go to the desert and meet this Ethiopian dude. And I'm just going to send you and I want you to do that. So think about what our father does even to get one person. Mm-hmm. And so, and it takes money. It takes um it takes resources, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I love about Bill Glass is you hear it at the events that they do a great job stewarding the money that comes in. They're not wasteful. They make sure it's strategic. They tell every dollar where it should go. So it does take money. So it's important that 
everyone that's listening to this, you support your, your local ministry that you're fed in, but also ministries like Bill Glass. So, and there's tons of different ways that you can support, whether it's a one-time gift or you join the monthly team. Um, so I just encourage everyone, support the ministry in those different ways, the time, the talent, the treasure. And uh, you're investing in a return that will be anything else ever. You know, it's that heavenly return. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to add one more on to that. The last, um, last, last thing. Go ahead, kid. Well, yeah, <laughs> since it's my phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's going to stop it and start because, it. Again. Because of this whole COVID situation and the fact that uh, most, if not all, correctional facilities are not available, we are still seeking to to meet the mission of our ministry, which is assisting the church by training people on how to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways we're doing that is we have begun partnering with churches uh, to do community events. So, for instance, we just did a thing here recently in in Waxahachie uh, with the Love Your Neighbor campaign where we trained people on how to share the gospel, and then we honored the the folks from a couple of counties around here, some of the the correctional officers and uh, sheriff's deputies and whatnot, and, uh, and, and so it was a focus outside of inmates. And so there are, we are looking for opportunities to partner with churches. Church, we know that churches are doing a lot of good work, Covenant Life. Y'all just did the giveaway thing. That's mm-hmm. a fantastic thing that y'all just did. And, in fact, John and I were just talking about that they're planning on doing something else, and we'd love to come alongside them. And, and so we're just looking for opportunities to partner with churches in your communities because people everywhere, our, our mission statement is to the least of these that's the end of the mission statement. And right now, everybody knows they're, they're in, in crisis. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when everything's normal, a lot of people who aren't incarcerated don't really know they're in crisis. But with COVID, everybody knows they're in crisis. So we're looking for opportunities outside, beyond the walls is what we're calling them, beyond the walls events, to, mm-hmm. to partner with churches and reach communities yeah. and f- fulfill our mission. All right, gentlemen, thank you, as thank always. You. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. We'll see you. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. I love hanging out with those guys. I really look forward to being back behind the walls with them, but even more so with you. So keep an eye on the calendar at BehindTheWalls.com and keep praying. And hopefully, God willing, we'll see you soon. I'm Kit Van Arsdale. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Equip and Ignite podcast, powered by Bill Glass Ministries. We hope that you've been encouraged by another story of God working in an amazing way. Our desire is that you walk away from each and every episode empowered to allow the Holy Spirit to use you for His glory as you work out your faith every day. If you're interested in learning more, getting involved, or supporting Bill Glass Ministries, check out our website at BehindTheWalls.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Bill Glass Behind the Walls and Instagram at BGBTW. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Equip and Ignite podcast, powered by Bill Glass Ministries.